Hi, welcome to the Creative Creative Explorers podcast. I'm Rachel Shores. I'm a watercolor artist working on my travel and spiritual journey paintings, and I am with Laomi. Yeah, hi, I'm also an artist. Um, I don't know. Am I lost? I don't know. I haven't <laughs> been in the studio for some time. <laughs> Maybe we talk about this today. So yeah, yeah, yeah we are. We are what. We say we're poor examples of artists who are trying to convince other people to go be artists. <laughs> maybe we are, we are very typical. <laughs> typical. <laughs> yeah, maybe we are. I don't know. Maybe I feel it, like we are. I don't know. We could talk about what actually does it mean to be an artist? What does society think an artist should be? I don't know. Someone who <sighs> does a lot of art, someone who's in yeah. the studio all the time. A man, basically. I, I see a man in <laughs> Or something, some someone black. Say, you oh, have yeah. to be wearing black, absolutely, and you have to produce something no one understands. Yeah, and, then, and having a drinking problem is would be <laughs> makes you more authentic. <laughs> yeah, that could also be. You could also be a, an author. Having a, I don't know, but that's basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you are this woman on Instagram doing all these very fancy images of how life in the studio actually is and it's all oh, well lit and it's so colorful and you look pristine all the time yeah i would love to be an instagram artist they have such beautiful studios <laughs> and you know, lighting you don't actually have to work i think you do <laughs> i'm pretty good every once in a while i get to make i can i can do a reel but not every day jeez louise honestly that's what i thought yeah we're when I'm in the studio, to set up this uh, whole thing and then actually, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, come on. Yeah, but what, what makes an artist? I, I don't know. Maybe being a creative and an artist is, I like the idea of being open to life and life experiences and what's going on and be open to change. That's something I really enjoy. Mm. <laughs> I like well, the so it's interesting. I think we weren't, planning on having this as a topic so maybe we can like hash it out for next time like uh there's what is an artist but what is a successful artist and everyone says yeah that's a good idea we should talk about this how about real quick what would you call what, what when will you be a, you know what would you define a successful artist for me it would actually be now i would say when i'm in the studio and expressing myself and don't give a fuck about what anybody says <laughs> <laughs> and still producing no matter what and just telling my truth and hopefully it's successful would be if I had someone to communicate with me or to someone who reacts to it some resonance mm -hmm. I think that would be successful an artist would be to do that and don't give a fuck and to be a successful artist would have some someone has an audience yeah, in a way, not not necessarily to sell or to, you know, but so you can talk about this, that's important. And you find those who are interested in what you express and they s like that you do this as an artwork, you know, and that's what I would see as, an, as a successful artist at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I would say, yeah, the freedom. Mm -hmm. Time and freedom to be creating when, you know, an open schedule and then the support of people to, like, fund my lifestyle oh, yeah. oh. as well as participating 
mm-hmm. in the process. I just, um, yeah, I, I had a, I had a piece, I had a piece that I'm on my final, final, final leg of this Venus painting. And I am, I spent a whole day on her yesterday. And, and when it's at this final, final stage of all the details and I get, people call it perfectionism. I just mm-hmm. might call it enjoying the process, but I have lots of people that I will reach out to and love like getting in on the nitty gritty and can help me flush out what to work on. And it's a really, um, I'm trying to bring in a new person, <laughs> a new mm-hmm. artist with it, but it's interesting because it's like so far it's old, old friends mm-hmm. that seem to be the ones that are confident enough to say what they like and don't like. Cause it's, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, um, um, fear about hurting an artist's feelings, and I'm, I, it, it takes me a lot to be like, "Hey, I know this piece is." Like, <laughs> I'll come to someone and I'm like, "I know this piece is good. I like. I'm looking at this. I I feel like I'm an amazing artist. Now tell me how to make it better. Like, where's the de- where is could it where could we make it that much? You know, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. And and it's amazing to me. I'm so grateful when somebody can be like, "How about this?" I'm like, "Oh." support i never think about that because i never have support i think i never had support <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm totally that's total freedom so no one, really no one cares so yeah but i think having support is being successful so having someone who's who says oh yeah i like what you're doing and i like this to be in the world and it enriches my life i think that would be successful yeah well a good question though then then you have to be like what is supportive to an artist because like mm-hmm. what i just ex- described like some artists are not for being told where their work could be better you know and they wouldn't consider that supportive i think it really depends you have to ask the right questions i think supportive is being open to that to for me it would be being open to the the story that's told Mm -hmm. you know and and maybe talking about that story far too often people think you go to to an art show and then you look at the work and then you compliment the artist on the work and you talk about some, some I don't know, you talk about some stuff about, oh yeah, that's great and the color composition, whatever. And for me, it's always you go there and then you stand in front of a piece and it talks to you in a way and you talk with, with the artist or with someone else about what's, about the, actually the question behind that. And I, I think that kind of, it, that's a human experience it's not something oh i have to know about art and i have to talk about no when you look at art for me you have to be open to the human experience or to be to open to life and not to to talk about clever in, in a clever way about art techniques that's <laughs> not it to talk about art doesn't it, i'm not interested in oh yeah what kind of red is it well you can do that but um but yeah when you ask questions about what what does it mean to to transform what, what or you have a, something about what's revenge. I'm just, I'm just making this up. Mm-hmm. But then you can talk about, you know, you don't talk about, oh, that's an interesting blue. You talk about what does revenge actually mean? This piece does something inside of me. Maybe there's some, some uh, you know, that's what I'm interested mm-hmm. in. And I like that because what you're saying, what I'm hearing what I, is different. It's interesting what people focus on for different questions. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had... A fantastic conversation and I didn't think I would be interested in it at all but this lady asked me to take me take her on a tour give her a, a paintbrush tour basically okay. and she was like tell me about these paintbrushes and yeah, what, what you like about them and what and like she just let me go 
And I'm like, I kind of warned her. I'm like, uh, I can really go. <laughs> and like everyone, I was like, then they came into stories. I got this one at this art fair in Germany. And this one, I got it. And this one. That's is awesome. <laughs> and I'm, I, just, I like that because it's material. And that's also part of it. It's, uh, you know. I had never, I had never had anyone ask me that question before, and I was so, so <laughs> I was so happy, and and I felt like she was actually listening and just as interested. She was just enthralled, and like I was like, I don't know, she, she, it was such a magical moment for me because I was like, I thought people, I thought that's something you I, it sounded, it's, I thought it would be just like a polite question oh so tell me about your paper tell me about but she was like will you take me on a tour I'm like oh here we go (laughs) oh I like that and I think yeah I don't know I think that's maybe that it has to do how artists are seen in this way that you have to produce something and has to be value I don't know in some weird way but actually it's just adding to the conversation that's what it is isn't it that's how I see it I mean we have to figure out somehow, and that's we we do all this stuff to avoid being being in the moment and, and being human. And I don't know. And maybe that's why it's so difficult for some people to look at a piece of work because it might be easier when you're standing at a party. Oh yeah, that this red <laughs> instead of yeah, that makes me feel so sad, and I can feel it. How how how? Yeah, no, no one wants to say anything like that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's what. That's one of the the revealing things about art is that you that it is bringing up emotions mm-hmm. and I feel we're so judged on right and wrong answers and mm-hmm. that's not how it works to look at art because it's a personal experience and by having a personal experience and then sharing what your personal experience is that can feel really um like uh, exposing. <laughs> and, this, exactly. and that's I, it. So you have to show something of yourself when you look at a piece of work yeah. and when you talk about it. Yeah. I love, I'm looking at my, so I'll probably just be bringing up Venus all the time because I'm, I'm just really yeah, celebrating her right now. And she's a really good example because like I purposely made this painting extremely suggestive. And oh, like no, my friend is like, oh my goodness, that's such an erotic was. piece. And like she just saw a hand and a plant and she didn't even get to see the rest of it. And I'm just like, yeah, you have no idea. And, <laughs> you know, like, because the rest of it, <laughs> it just keeps going. Yeah. And um, he does. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of feel bad. I, I mean, in a way, I feel like I'm kind of um, springing it on somebody if I'm like, hey, look at my art piece. And you're like, OK, I it's a lady in a garden. And then you're like. <laughs> I, I imagine the feeling somebody gives is like, am I thinking about sex right now with a bunch of flowers? Like, why? <laughs> and that's, but that was 100% my intention. And I kind of worry about the people <laughs> who might not want to uh, admit that or something. I mean, you can always set boundaries as, a, as the audience as well. I mean, <laughs> they're grown-ups. They can say, oh, no, that's too sexual for me. I don't want to talk about it. You could say that. I mean, why not? I'm sorry. It's difficult for me to talk about this. Or <laughs> it's just that what I'm, I don't feel comfortable talking about this. You could say that. I mean, why not? <laughs> that would be perfectly fine. I don't know. But maybe this is 
what makes it so difficult, we wanted to talk about this, what makes it so difficult to be an artist? Because there's so much, I don't know, you have to talk to deal with this philosophical stuff and being human. And then you have to go out there in this crazy society we created that seems to be totally different, that seems to neglect everything <laughs> that actually makes us human. So no feelings. Oh, come on. No, 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 don't do that. No, no subtleties, nothing like that. Everything is clear. And, you know, and I think that's where just constantly yeah wandering between words and that makes it so difficult um yeah i well and my thing too is like it's not just being between two worlds it's like being practical and being and then doing what i feel is really impractical in art sometimes that's what you mean for the same thing yeah and i think um yeah, being open. To be an artist, you have to be open. But on the other hand, when you're too open, it can really overwhelm you because and there's you feel so powerless and there's not so much you can do. And when you don't have your audience to talk about this, you know, then it gets very difficult to be an artist and to find the I mean want actually we wanted to talk about finding the joy being in the studio again, because that's what I'm trying to establish. <laughs> Go into my studio and simply play, but maybe Maybe the world is also too heavy at the moment. Maybe my healing is too heavy. I don't know. But um, that's a that's a, a really good point. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to get back to that playful atmosphere because that's what I'm actually missing as an artist. And I don't, yeah. And maybe we all miss that. Maybe maybe when you look at the world now, maybe we all are looking for that because we have had the pandemic. We have the war and the, the climate crisis and everything it's not very light and there's so much heaviness and all we do and in our society we're so used to just fleeing from that or having some i don't know doing something that makes us not think about stuff like that and maybe yeah and maybe art is actually the other way around art is made to make us stop and look at this and do something about it but in our society we are so programmed to do something not in order not to look at it you know where so that's what it feels like to me now and i don't know i'm i'm torn <laughs> between and i don't know what to do um i think well i mean what i've learned for myself is that sometimes you have to do like a dumping purging of of them that messy unhappy art in order to get to the other, because I, and, and actually now that I think about this, I really should put like what I feel like broke me through and got helped me get back to Venus because like I made this sketchy, I mean, it's, it's, it's just charcoal scribbles and watercolors and it's a mess. And I've had to put that out and I did, I did spend a good deal of time just working on it. And now, and once that was out, I felt like cleansed. I actually felt like everything. And then I had the space to go back and work on Venus and this super detailed, intricate, repetitive. Like I had all the patience. I had the inspiration and like all that other stuff had was had been flushed. I didn't overcome it. I didn't go anywhere. You know, like I I I did that. <laughs> I did. Yeah. That's a very good thing. I mean, it's as easy as that, but I've forgotten because when you carry all that around and you, yeah, and then you force yourself to do something 
delicate or it doesn't it doesn't make sense <laughs> maybe that's a good tip to simply do something very ugly and messy when that, yeah looking at the word thing, oh my god your mess <laughs> and reproducing that and just ah yeah because there's far too often maybe when even when as well when you especially when you're a people please they always want to add something but maybe sometimes that's not necessary simply be in the studio and they're like i hate everything and just <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking it's like you know I'm kind of kicking myself through the pandemic because I was like oh you know there's there's these artists and they they created what they felt you know they Mm -hmm. felt the thing and they experienced the thing and they were in it and they were creating and now their art is this commentary and this piece and this like illustration of what this this current events went through right and now you know now it's like oh now but anything I make like that yeah. is never complete. Mm-hmm. And how do I go make art like that? Yeah. 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 But I, I feel like you could. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really to find the balance between, um, yeah, finding something positive in every situation, but also seeing the injustice in it. I think I t- we talked about this before we started. I think that's it. So not focus on one and not focus on the other. Maybe it's not just me. I When, when you're in the... In the middle of a war, it's very difficult to start every day with a smile. I mean, you can do that. Maybe it helps, but it won't make your life fulfilled and you won't become rich. <laughs> you know, it's not like a magic uh, trick. But of course, it helps to have a positive attitude. When I was in, in a coma and afterwards, it helped me to, and I, I simply decided not to be too negative because it would train too much energy. But nevertheless, it was a difficult situation. And we should also look at that and see what we can do about this. Maybe we have to find the balance between between the two, not just as artists, but also as the human race. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I have a yeah. question for you. When were you? When did you start creating it again after you were home from the hospital? How long was it in your from your recovery? I um, I can't remember, but it took me some time until I was able to hold a, hold a, a pen again. Maybe maybe half a year or so. And I couldn't concentrate that much because my brain wasn't working. I would say maybe eight, nine months. So, so do you have like work? Do you have like work now that is from that time? Oh, yeah. You know what? I remember I, before I, I had the sepsis and everything, I had this illustration. This, there was this writer, a poet, and he wanted me to illustrate his, his book. And I said, yeah, I will do that. And then I had the sepsis. <laughs> and when I came home, I thought, oh, my God, there's this guy. And we have this deadline. And I had to I think my husband wrote it to him, telling him I'm, I'm, I, ha- I was in, in a coma and so on. And I wanted to do this. I, I have to find out when I did these. Oh, my God, that was so much work. It, it trained me so much. It wasn't just my muscles. It was also my brain. And it was so difficult to do these. I remember that. I think it was in... I think I that was in August. Now I think so. So I came home in January. So yeah, in August could be. But that was so so exhausting. Art is very um, challenging. Also for the that's, a, that's interesting because I'll I'd like to. I guess um, I guess the longest I went without paint or you know having the desire to paint was when I was on my medication. Basically, mm-hmm. the wrong medication. It was too strong, and it made me a bit of a zombie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have, like, I have 
I have about four pieces, I think. And I'll have to, I wish I could, I didn't really document anything, mm -hmm. unfortunately, but that's what I can remember. And it'd be interesting to see how they go. Because I know the last one, the last picture I painted, I don't like it at all. And I'm really um, mm -hmm. uh, annoyed with my, you know, I'm not happy with the quality I, I did. And I should probably redo it. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I honestly, what I remember, I remember that moment when I could hold a pen and scribbled something. And I was so relieved that I still could do it because I had no idea during that time if I would ever be able to paint again or draw if it was lost. <laughs> I don't know. But that was. That's like me every time I start a new painting. I'm like, oh. This might have been it. I might have used up my talent on the last one. It might not come through anymore. <laughs> it's split somewhere. It's gone. <laughs> it's so know. it's so weird. I always had thought it was like a drain. You know, like it's a it's an hourglass. I only have so much talent, and one day I'll use up the last grain of sand, and that's it. And then then I just suck. <laughs> oh, that would be sad. But I I I feel more like a vessel that's. I don't know, filled with everything, with life itself. And that flows through me in a way. Somebody. Oh, I have a plug for us. Ah, dang it. I'm going to put her um, TikTok in our show notes. It's called, I think it's Erica Abstract Art or something like that. And she had, oh, the best quote about what an artist is. And I don't know where I wrote it down. Um, it said something like, the role of an artist is to take in many experiences mm -hmm. and find the that's magic not, or some, or, and ah, I can't remember. It was really great. I think an artist is someone who is like a receiver and then transmits something. And I, I think it really depends on you receive something from life and what you put on the canvas or the paper or whatever that really has to do with who you are, your experiences and everything, you know, it's unique to you. So um, that's what I feel. Not now, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm cut off. Maybe I have to plug in somehow. <laughs> I don't know. But, um... Yeah. So we were going to talk today about um, like, I had I had an issue last week with basically executive dysfunction, mm. and uh, I basically changed my whole outlook about myself mm -hmm. from a podcast episode, and we'll link that. I'm going to promote another good. podcast. I want to know all about this. <laughs> it's the Struggle Care podcast, and I think it's her latest about it, and um. Oh, it was amazing. And I think the number one takeaway I'll, I'll, I'll take from it is one of the things she was saying is like so many of the things we do out of habit or out of thinking it's the way mm -hmm. it's supposed to be done and we don't think about what actually works mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. And when she said that, because this has been my, mm -hmm. my, my ongoing everyday, every week thing is I start on Monday going, this is the week I'm going to get my life together, <laughs> right? <laughs> And then I spend the whole day Monday going, oh, no, I can't. I can't do it. This is too much. It's, you know, like, where do I even begin? I don't even know where to begin. I can't do it. And then and then I'm also, like, fighting myself because I'm, like, I'm an artist. I'm not I'm not going to get distracted by housekeeping because that's just an escape. So I will do art on Monday and not housework. And then by the end of the week, 
I'm inspired and I'm like painting like, you know, I'm doing stuff and I've got it figured out. And then like house is trashed. Right. And then I start the next week just like that. And so, and so when she said that, I was like, okay, why am I waiting to Friday? Cause then, cause I was like, I'll have Fridays for cleanup and preparing for the weekend and the house will be nice and clean and we can enjoy it. Right. And she had different things. She was like, she does one thing a day or she does she puts a timer and she does something every day and I'm like oh I could change that but anyway so today then we record on Mondays it was like I was like I'm gonna start having instead of thinking about the perfect plan and what to execute for my art career you know my new thing the next new thing I'm just going to work on cleaning the house and that yeah (laughs) yeah and I can plan what I want to do you know, and, and a good example, and so Sundays I usually plan anyways. I think about my week and what's going to be happening and everything. Mm-hmm. But this, but yesterday I was so inspired to just paint on Venus. I was like, okay, we're just doing this all day. So I'm a little bit off of my usual plan. But that's my new, like, aha moment is, like, find find what works for you. And I know people say that all the time. But it's like, I didn't, I keep finding new ways that it works for me. I think what, yeah, because I, it helped me to see housework as some, something that rewards me. Because there's a reward to it. It's an instant reward, actually. So I try to see things more like this. Or when I painted something, it makes me feel good. Because I can't wait for this outside validation. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't work. But actually cleaning the house means oh i will have a clean house and i will enjoy it and it is something rewarding so that you can have some some fun activities you can have rewarding activities and you can have meaningful activities and for me cleaning the house is um rewarding yeah i like that making art can be both can be everything actually it can be rewarding joy playful and meaningful so that's a great thing about art (laughs) Um, yeah and housework for me I have gotten better at finding mm -hmm. the joy in it like I I really like the um treating it like a ritual turn it Mm -hmm. into a ritual and be like all right I'm cleaning out old beliefs or I'm cleaning out you know like Mm -hmm. what am I getting rid of today and what does it what am I gonna what representation am I gonna give the dirt and the mopping Mm -hmm. and this and that and that's that makes it fun and then I also throw on a podcast and and that was another thing that she was recommending, you know, anything you do have a reward with it. Yeah, I think that helps because, um, yeah, but I think nevertheless, I think there's so much difference between being in this mode and being in, a, in the studio because I think being an artist or creating for me is always kind of overwhelming because you have to be open to all this and when you when you would clean your house in that state of mind oh my god <laughs> it wouldn't work it wouldn't work i would i would land the floor saying no it, this is all meaningless it is. <laughs> so yeah are you, the, are you the what would that be nihilist housekeeper it's all gonna get dirty again anyways what's the point <laughs> There's no meaning in this anyway. So what are we do? And then you're getting all philosophical about housekeeping. So <laughs> well, maybe- one of the things that had kind of gotten me a negative, kind of got me negative about it was like, um, 
I, I took a lot, I've taken some cues from like other women artists and they're like, you know, they're like, when has a man ever with their career talked about balancing housework and childcare and da 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 with their stuff and, you know, and, and, and then I also got pretty gripey about, you know, hearing all these famous writers or poets or something and it's like, yeah, they lived with their mom or, oh, they, you know, mm. They would just get to what, what was one there's all these different famous ones where it's like his wife would bring him a sandwich and he'd sit for like eight hours in his studio you know kind of thing and do his job and and um there's been a lot of i know for a while at the beginning of my marriage i was using housework as an excuse oh i can't do art until the room you know the place is clean mm -hmm. and that's a uh, not gonna happen <laughs> honestly i think coming back to metaphor in the beginning that all these famous artists and writers spent the the time we have to spend on housework i mean men do this nowadays as well they spent this being totally drunk and unable to write a, th a single word <laughs> i mean there's always something to do isn't it there's always some kind of ex escape or excuse or whatever no one is always able to, to paint or create i think that's not how we are and i think that's maybe that's a myth no one gets up in the morning and paints 10 hours a day. I don't believe that. I mean, that is so exhausting. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to be open to this crazy world all the time. I couldn't do it. Yeah, and it's definitely interesting. I find it's very interesting what influences my feeling for creativity. Mm -hmm. But And this is another one, too, with um, Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. Was it inspiring? You have, yeah, <laughs> I haven't either. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, and mm -hmm. there's been different things. One was, um, there's like two, the two basic things from it is like, is break everything down to two minutes. If you're trying okay. to do, if you're trying to do a habit, make it two minutes. Okay. And just try to do that every day. And then same thing, if you want to waste your time, allow yourself to for mm -hmm. to two minutes. Be like, I just want to be on my phone. And this one lady, what she even had, she made herself a little, she had got a little cheap timer. And she's like, anything you do, anytime you set a timer, every time you start a task, you just have to do it for two minutes. That's what your yeah. incentive is. You know, it's not like you're suffering. And she's like, you set the timer. And then she said, and then when you rest, she's like, I set my timer for two minutes and then I take I it so. and I yeah, yeah. throw it across the room. <laughs> Make and she's up. like, then when the timer goes off, I have to get up and go turn it off. I think the hardest part is to start. To actually, because we keep thinking about, oh, my God, when I, when I will start, this will be this and that. It will be exhausting and it will be overwhelming. And, blah, blah, blah. and so we never start. And we don't experience it. So we, we're just afraid. And we just yeah, live in this expectation of how it would be. So we... Um, and that is what that podcast is all about. It was absolutely amazing to me. Okay. I was so happy to like hear how she said, she was like, we all have motivation because yeah. mm -hmm. even dread is a motivation or even like the, the judging yourself, that's your motivation. But like the, the willingness to start or that just to begin good, is good. where people are lacking. And that was yeah, huge. That, I, I mean, she had so many, I'm, I'm be, being terrible right now trying to remember examples, but yeah, it was amazing. But I think it's true. And that brings me back to Zen. I think I lost 
I, I, I should go back to it because it is really about being in the moment. And then it's only one moment. It's not even two minutes. It's only this moment. So it's not very long. And you, you simply do what you're doing. And you simply are there. And you don't think about the future. Oh, my God, when I will go into the kitchen, it will be terrible. <laughs> you don't think that. You simply are there and then you go. That's it. Sounds easy, but it's so difficult to do. <laughs> Maybe that's the solution to simply stop yeah, you cannot simply stop thinking like that. It doesn't work like that. But maybe trying to gently get back to being in the moment more. <laughs> maybe that would be a solution. To simply gently remind yourself, oh, yeah, I can totally understand that you're having this feeling of overwhelm, but this moment is here and now. And maybe simply remind yourself of this moment. And maybe it helps to take away that overwhelm and that fear and that expectation. Yeah. Well, two of the two of the suggestions that have been for in the ADHD for you know ADHD people is one if you tell somebody what you're gonna do, mm-hmm. you know, and just have somebody accountable, and and they have so many like things. It's like it's, a lot of times you don't even have to, um, like have accountability. Like I have a I have a friend, and we just message each other and be like, hey, I've I'm stuck, so I'm just letting you know I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, mm-hmm. and then. The other person is like, we know what to do. We're like, okay, are you on it? Okay, how's it going? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and usually just writing it is enough to yes. to do it. And then the other one was, oh no, I'm gonna forget it. Um, yep, I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll think about it again. Um, it helps me. To have this app on my on my phone, so I don't have to think about it all the time, and I'm no longer afraid that I forget something important. Mm-hmm. So that allows me to be more in the moment. I think when you have all these uh, things to do, all these deadlines, and I kept that all in my mind, and I was so afraid of getting lost in the moment that <laughs> I couldn't do it. Because, uh, but now there, there, yeah, something, some app will remind me. Oh yeah, that's oh gosh, yeah, I don't have to, I outsource it. In a way, help me. I like alarms. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few co-working groups I'm in, and I kept missing them for time zones. And I am so happy now. I have a five-minute warning mm-hmm. alarm that goes off. <laughs> the same, and that has been super helpful. Yeah, that helps. So you don't have to. I think it takes up a lot of energy when you think about this. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, especially to be in the studio, you need to have. There needs, there needs to be some freedom and then you need to have this kind of freedom to do and not say oh you only have five minutes and then you have to it doesn't work like that so that I think play is actually in the moment maybe maybe art mm-hmm. is also created in the moment and one of my favorite list, one of my favorite uh, planning system things I ever saw was this artist and I have, I have adapted it to myself now and I use it on post-it notes do we say it's another ep- i don't remember um but she would write down she had a big huge um paper tablet and at the bot uh, so she'd have the list i should i need to do this in a video let's so for me on post-it notes i put on the top of the post-it note i say what the art project is and then then below it, I put another one. And so when they're stacked, they make this long train and you can read the list. Yeah. And then at the bottom, but, but I do it backwards. So the last one is 
you know, the first one I stick down is actually the last one on the project. And then mm-hmm. the first one I'm working on is the front post-it. And I can see all the lists and I can see that check mark going. But then I know what I'm working on next. And then I'm not overwhelmed by all the steps for the mm-hmm. other projects. And that okay. was really cool. And and since it's post-it notes, I've already been kind of rearranging them a little bit and I've been like taking some out and like, mm, nope, this one's out and okay, we're adding this and oh, th- oh, I forgot to put this thing down. And I love it for my, because I'm, I come up with too many ideas mm-hmm. and <laughs> I am still delusional enough thinking I can get them all done. So <laughs> I have that list and then now I'm like, here's my projects here's what I'm actually going to work on. And some of them are off to the side, but some of them are on the to-do list. And it has been a lot easier now to help for when people ask me about things, I can look at the list and see where it fits in. And it's a yes or a no. You know, I'm like, mm, uh, no, I don't want this to take away oh, from yeah, what I'm sense. working on. Mm, that makes sense. I think stuff like this works very well for me when it comes to creating my website or even as a copywriter. But I think art... It's often about being present and waiting for something to arise. And I think maybe I'm not up to it. No, that's, that's what we, I think I can't do it. Maybe it's just too much for me. Maybe I have to say it, art is just too much for me. I'm, I'm, I have to, I don't know. <laughs> I can't do it right now. <laughs> well, now you're saying, so, okay, that makes sense because I feel like we're, we have two different kind of idea like these things i have on my list are art projects you know books and card decks and it's different yeah yeah and this is one of my reasons why i get so frustrated with my list of projects is because i'm also doing the other art processing which isn't even on the list and it just comes and you know it comes up as it uh, what I want to work on in the time and the time frame, you know, it's like, oh, it's a, you know, like, for example, I like the the moon phases. So new moons and full moons have me thinking about different things. And now I'm processing something there, <laughs> painting but through that. That reminds me maybe that what makes it so difficult because I have projects as well. I think I want to start this piece and I collect all the fabric and everything. That is kind of this process, this project and whatever. But when I'm working on this, at some point, I have to open up and be open to what, what arises. And I think each piece is two things. It's a project. It's something to do. It's some plan I have. And then I have to, at some point, open up and let it flow. And I think that's what I'm struggling at the moment. I, can, I could start a million projects right now, but I wouldn't finish them because I'm, I think I'm not up to this. Okay, standing in front of the piece, letting it speak to me, and I, I can't do it. I think I can't do it at the moment. Maybe that's it. Maybe that that explains it because maybe art is those two things. It's the plan. It's it's the project itself, but it's also the unknown. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this. Oh, that makes that makes good sense to me. Yeah, and maybe that's where I'm struggling. And to get to that point where I think that piece is great and it speaks to me, I have to go through that. You have to ask questions and you have to stand there in front of it. What? No. (laughs) And yeah, kind of, I don't know. 
It sounds to me like what you're saying with your struggles for art is that it's a very personal, energetic journey. And so it's your emotions and your mood and the timing. Like one thing is timing, but everything else is like where you are at emotionally and energetically. And that in itself is a lot to have Mm -hmm. all line up. (laughs) And I think that's exactly it. When you're on your healing journey, oh, this can change dramatically. And I think it can take up so much energy. And maybe that is why being on a healing journey and being an artist who wants to express something, (laughs) it's just too much. And maybe on a healing journey, maybe art should be part of the healing journey for a while. So, you know, no big projects, just fun and healing stuff and play. This is interesting because I've been thinking about this. I I haven't, I would like to see, or I'm curious to see if there is um, documentation or art to show my healing journey or what that would look like if I was creating art for the healing journey or it to document the healing journey. And like one of my ideas is like, okay, so if I'm feeling anxious, but I have a piece that was just called anxious and I would just only pull it up out and work on it if I was having that feeling or should I just have, like now I'm like should I just have a whole list of like maybe I just need to get a bunch of different pieces of paper or canvas or something and then label each each one an emotion and then whichever emotion I'm feeling I go like add my art to it you know not art but like lines and colors and abuse <laughs> until it's out and yeah. then, like, what would I, what would happen? I wonder what would come out of that. I just had a thought. I think for me, it would be my healing journey. I think I want to keep this private. Maybe that is the difference between when we create art, it's always a communication and it's always something to show and it invites other people and it adds something to the world. And maybe this should be kept private, like, like, like a journal I don't share with others. Maybe that's what, what I need right now. Mm. To have us really be in the studio and work on this and don't have to share, just enjoy the process and talk to myself, let it all out. And it's not meant to be posted on Instagram or mm-hmm. to be sold. And maybe that's maybe I need something that isn't to be exposed and that isn't to be used. It yeah. simply can't be, it can exist. <laughs> maybe that's oh, that, that inspires me somehow to create stuff I, no one will ever see. <laughs> But I, I really, maybe that it can be healing in itself because it doesn't have to serve a purpose. It is really about the process itself. Yeah, like, well, it sounds kind of like, um, you know, like your morning pages. Instead of yeah. writing about it, you could be doing art about it. Very good, exactly. You never share the morning pages. You don't even mm-hmm. them again. And yeah, exactly, doing art like this. Simply to, to create it and to that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. That's a very good idea because they could bring. Us I thought back. you were doing. I thought you were doing your automatic drawings like that. Yeah, maybe it's not enough color. I think I want to add color to this mm. and not share them. I think I have to promise myself not to share them for a while. I want to see one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe later on I have to, I have to see. But really, I, I think I need color. I need color. I'm just nosy. <laughs> I think the purpose of this is not to be made into art that is mm-hmm. really should serve a purpose. I mean, one thing about the healing art, I really love, I'm like really obsessed with this um, transformation, the word transformation. Mm-hmm. I really love the idea of like making some ugly expressive art 
and just keep working on it until something else emerges out of it. Yeah, you you never know what what. what yeah, like once the and like once the process and I I don't know I haven't I haven't like figured it out like I keep wanting to like uh what do you call it like figure out the process and be like okay I'm going to when I'm when I'm upset I'll work on this piece or one of my ideas I had one time was like um to have one painting a month and it was just my emotional healing my you mm -hmm. know month of healing here's you know here's March's painting of healing healing painting and every day I'd work on it until the end of the month and then it would be a painting and that would be the message for that month okay I mean, I like you can, that. but yeah. it had the pressure of you know having completion though too yeah maybe you should keep that out you could share it or not maybe that would help to say yeah I can share it if I like to share it, but I don't have to I don't have to yeah, well, yeah, maybe these projects and I don't know, it somehow reminds me of this. I posted this on Instagram. It, it was, <laughs> maybe that's a good end of this episode, but I wanted to, at one point, I wanted to get into weaving. Don't ask me why. I found it quite <laughs> fascinating. And I bought this loom, this small loom, and I wanted to, I think I wanted to weave a scarf. So I had to set up this loom long and I had to have <laughs> all these strings on a table and it was tedious, very tedious thing to do and it took me several days <laughs> and i had all these tangled up string and thread and everything and knots on all <laughs> i didn't do any weaving at all <laughs> I, remember, I just took the scissors and it was so freeing <laughs> to cut it all down <laughs> oh my god that all this oh my god this thread and i i use it for some of my textile pieces and it's now an essential part of this textile piece it always remember reminds me of that <laughs> of my ruined weaving project but that was yeah you know that what that's what happens <laughs> and that you know you have some idea and then it turns into something totally different and it was kind of healing in a way to see oh <laughs> yeah that's i love that i was I, I i really admire people who do weaving oh my god that's not for me <laughs> well this is one talking about threads now i'm kind of changing subject a bit that makes me think of I've been really wanting to illustrate the role, you know, like the role of an artist or something like that in an art piece. Mm -hmm. And like anytime I think of it, I just think of threads. Like it's mm -hmm. just this woven, weaving yes. ins and outs. And like I I can't I can't get it 2D. And like I don't want to do sculpture to illustrate it, mm -hmm. you know, but maybe I have to, but I'm maybe I'm not interested in enough to do the sculpture. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's something fascinating to weaving, isn't it? It has something. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I love. One of the things about it is it's repetitive, but with slight changes. Yeah, and it creates such. It's the the consistency and methodical and the pattern, and I think our brains just really like. Yeah. That. Yeah. It feels kind of like a safety to me. And that also feels like you could really get um really get into metaphors with it. <laughs> but message the message I learned was I'm too chaotic for weaving. So you come back to a struggle can do what works for you. <laughs> it's definitely not weaving. <laughs> Have you ever thought of doing um when you were talking about strings and these lines and stuff, it got me thinking there's, you know, what's trending right now is these temperature blankets, like in crochet. Okay. okay. And so every day you, you 
but there's all these different people are doing all these different things where they they crochet one line okay and it's for different things so one was temperatures but okay. another girl i what i love she did a mood blanket basically so every day she'd pick a color to match how she was feeling and that was the okay. color for the day and then at the end you just have this random long you know scarf or something like that she would have that not me <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying because then it was much small like if for people are doing a blanket but like if you did a scarf that's like what 14 stitches and it's crochet or something I don't know I don't know crochet maybe so. a little scarf for my cat oh <laughs> that's I think that's a that's a project I could manage <laughs> you could do if it was small it could be um a belt or something or I don't know it could end up being a really neat long chain that's what I realized I'm not for this repetitive stuff I'm, I'm I really admire this but I can't do it I end up somewhere else completely or tangled up and chaotic and in the middle of something totally different <laughs> I don't know. I'm actually really surprised because because uh, you work so much in textile so I thought it would have taken right to it I'm really, uh, yeah, I like it when it's very raw. And I, I can do it, but I don't do it for my, I make hand stitches and I like them very uneven. And I think I want it to be raw and open and like, maybe like scars. I don't know. Did you so, see, there's an artist, uh, I can't remember the exact, but she's kind, it's like, she's taking a hoop and maybe she's stringing a grid across it. I don't know. But then she just weaves in weird things. Wow, that, that's and they, more interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, it's, oh, they're just gorgeous. It looks like moss. It looks like, uh, I, I'll try to find those for you. When you I'm would love it. When I'm working on my textile pieces, I can spend hours just embroidering something. That works. I don't know about it. It's it really feels like you you put all the every everything in there like your story and that works but I can't no nice <laughs> maybe that's also a story as an artist we try to try new things and not everything works and I think that's also part of the journey part of yeah. oh I have a good tip for maybe it's executive function maybe just something for artists or everyone uh, somebody had told me you know, do something that makes you uncomfortable oh, every yeah. day. Okay. Yeah, and maybe to train your brain. Yeah. And I also like the other advice is do something different, mm -hmm. you know, like just to make sure you're not falling into habit and pattern, just like yeah. stir things up, just something to like, and I really, I love those two, I those pieces of advice. I think it is true when you think about neuroplasticity and the neural uh, pathways, you have to actually build them. And I think when you make some, when you do something the same in the same way, there will be very like, like yeah, like a mm -hmm. high, but you need more connection. You need diversity mm -hmm. in your brain. Mm -hmm. And I love the uncomfortable one because that like, it's going to be unique for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm really curious what people would choose. 
Yeah. You know, what would they push themselves to? Because there's, there's things that you can do that are uncomfortable, but really unnecessary. And would you do it just because you're you're fulfilling your plan, or are you actually going to mm-hmm. do something that like scares you a little bit? And you know, put because that's the other one. That's the other way that. Um, I mean, it's a it's an off. Mm-hmm. It's from the same advice of you know do something that scares you every day. Whereas that sounds a little more dangerous. Whereas com- uncomfortable. <laughs> what would that be for you today? I don't know. What would that be for me? At the moment, it would be to, to, to paint. <laughs> yeah, it's all, for me, it's always making a, a TikTok or something. Okay. If I, you know, if I want to do something simple. Oh, yeah. Recording a reel, that sounds good. <laughs> Actually, honestly, if I, I could be doing a workout. Like, I really don't want to sweat. Workout, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Oh my goodness. Oh that's that's just torture. That's just torture. That's too much. That's That's inhumane. (laughs) I'm reading a very boring book. Oh no, I don't want to do that. See now like why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Just to train my brain. I don't know. I mean, it could as well be just explore your 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 city, go somewhere where you've never mm-hmm. been, or, or try out some new food or something like that. Doing something new or just talking to a stranger. Mm-hmm. I really like going into one of my things to do is just to go into a store I've never been in. Yeah, exactly, and maybe just check that it definitely out. Is- it covers both of something new and uncomfortable because now if it's an empty store, now I talk to the people there. Exactly, you could have that. And I mean, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So that's... Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think we've... Do you feel like we've covered what we wanted to... Do you think people have some advice and some encouragement to... I never know. <laughs> I was making lists that so we got accountability partner and... And um, find a routine or change a routine. Find the routine that works for you. Um, and then like EFT and morning pages would be something to try. I think I'll put in an EFT link oh, yeah, for people. Do that. Some, something very good. And I yeah. like your advice to actually get it out messy stuff and just paint something. I would like... I like I say that and I understand it sometimes but like honestly I was not thinking about the results when I made that messy art the other night and I made what didn't I made that on Wednesday Thursday I made that on Thursday I started painting these you know I was fixing Venus on Saturday night maybe yeah so I would also advise when you're stuck always go go for a walk that always helps yeah it really helps to um your brain to to i'm pretty sure it helps your brain to to repair itself that's because that's my experience mm-hmm. so when you want to create neural pathways in your brain and taking a walk can never be that's also something new to do isn't it just to take a yeah. walk instead of taking a bus or whatever or the yeah car. so the question i have for everybody is what would you what would your healing art journey look like? Like, mm-hmm. imagine your art show, and what would be in it? And would you share it or not? Or, or I would love to hear this. <laughs> what is that? I would have an art show, some art show, and people would come in. It would be totally dark in there, so no one able to see a thing. Then they can leave. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's been there. The art has actually been there, but you simply couldn't see it. I'm sorry. What I like about that, you could do it and make it just light enough so they can see their way out. Exactly. <laughs> That's how it felt like. So it's you know, not dangerous. Now you know, that was actually the art, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's a really great idea. And then they would have to just through the works and like, and then how they would, oh, that'd be really funny. And to see how people would react to a dark art show. Oh, that's funny. That's fun, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know what you could do to make it even worse? If you wanted to, you could, you know how that light is shining on the art? You could face it so it shines in their eyes. So now they have the light shining in their eyes and they have to like see around it to see the art. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh my goodness, Flow me. That's good. It's very dark. <laughs> you don't see a thing. That's how it is. People, you know? And it's annoying. <laughs> exactly. And you can hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and when you come out of it, there's not, there was nothing to gain, you know. It was just. <laughs> <sighs> also, things to complain about, though. That's so. <laughs> exactly. And you could, yeah, exactly. It was a shitty art show. It was really I love it. I love that idea. Do it. <laughs> and honestly, you know what? You know, and then paint your stuff and the stuff that's really vulnerable and that you're afraid to be showing and put it in there. And then, and then, but then have it set up that way. <laughs> <sighs> and see what would happen if it was in the dark. You know, does people see it differently or get different ideas? Oh, that I'm actually really curious now. They don't have to take their mobiles with them because then they could. <laughs> But you, if you did it, you'd have to have two people working together. One person would have to shine the light on, and the other one would have to, like, take the picture. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Some, so much to think about. So yeah. when you can't paint in the studio, think about something else. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Daydream. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and, God. you know, what else has helped me is, like, getting mad instead of, yeah. like, that's a good... Once I'm mad, I'm ready to do something and make some changes. That's. I think we shouldn't underestimate the healing journey. When you're really doing this stuff, it makes you really unbalanced. I think that is, and sometimes maybe you're far too occupied with with other things. And you and I I think being creative, you, you need some kind of quiet, and you need some some kind of. You have to be grounded. Maybe maybe that's it. So when you're on the healing journey. Maybe we should be more gentle with, with ourselves because it's it's a very difficult thing to do. It's mm -hmm. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I'm still judging myself. <laughs> but, but it's true. It is. Um, yeah. Maybe it's not so easy. Oh, yeah, I'll just paint something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm Honestly, what I'm thinking about is creating some, making some songs, some hardcore stuff. <laughs> mm. I like that. I think that will be my new thing. It sounds better than <laughs> Watch out for it on Instagram. <laughs> okay. I will. Share yeah, make that a reel. <laughs> oh, God. It's also in the dark and it's, uh, you know, without any microphone. I think that's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you will never know how it sounds. <laughs> I, like it. Okay. I can just imagine you in your space with like you sitting in a corner with a blanket like over you like hiding and then just yelling songs and people are like not understanding where it's coming from 
You would have oh, some yeah. very interesting interactive art. That would get you in lots of magazines, I think. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> very eerie, but very... I don't know if it's ever been done. You never know, know with this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I would also add to that and do is like have you seen when people do the um uh like the scary cloaked people and they don't mm -hmm. have a face and mm -hmm. they have like a black screen to black oh. out the face and then you could you know like really feel protected and okay. unnoticed you know kind of thing and so p even if people could find where the noise was coming out and see the person they wouldn't see the face but it, that screen would give you like the 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 protection but also give you um um freedom to be singing it wouldn't muffle your sound but when i think of it now i think i want to <laughs> i would like to be on stage and yell at the people <laughs> that's the fun of it isn't it <laughs> that would be interesting you cannot do that in real life you cannot do that but you can do that on stage <laughs> So have, setting up this art show and people coming. Oh, I decided to not to show any paintings. This will be it. This will be. <laughs> I have a band now, you know. <laughs> Send me an invitation. <laughs> yeah, and some earplugs. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything you want to say? I am good. Uh, come find us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I think we have our personal Instagrams now. We can put that in the show notes. Yeah. You can always comment on stuff we post about my weaving project, for example. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And I, I think I will see you next week. And maybe we should talk about the role of an artist again. I think we did that in a um, previous episode, but maybe, maybe we should do that. And again. we talk about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe but we can i mean i'm not complaining i'm just saying it's a i feel like it's a developing word mm. developing definition okay but um yeah thank you for listening and hopefully it was inspiring for you and see you in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> bye bye